0: It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, May the 6th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is going to talk all the Flyers prospects in junior hockey today. Love it. Your Locked On Flyers, your
1: daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast
0: Network, your team every day. Hello and happy Friday. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at our Miriam. I'm here with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Flyers. You'll keep up to date on all our episodes, Flyers news, all the good stuff out there. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to get caught up in a couple pieces of Flyers news. Get into Sam Moran's retirement, as well as touch on all of the Flyers prospects in the junior hockey world and see how their season went. Now their playoffs are going so far. Locked On Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So hit that subscribe button and you'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, one quick note, since we had our prospect profile yesterday on Joachim Kemmel, uh, the new central scouting rankings literally just came out yesterday. And uh, we have a new number one on the European skaters list. Kemmel was number one. Now he's number two. Yura Slavkovsky, who obviously a lot of us have been talking about for a while now, especially since the Olympics, is in that number one spot. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised at that. I mean, I had Slavkovsky ahead of him for my last three lists. So I think, honestly, I think they're just catching up.
0: Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. I, you know, I think that obviously in North America, more eyes have gotten on Slavkovsky's game. So that probably yep. has a lot to do with it, but you know, just looking one-on-one comparison between the two, I think Slavkovsky still comes out number one.
1: Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, you probably could bet on the size because all other things are very close. So I get it. It doesn't mean he'll be better. Right. Cause it all mm. depends on the player development and the other stuff, but I see it. I see why.
0: Getting into our Flyers news, uh, the team did announce a couple of days ago Scott Lawton is their King Clancy Memorial Trophy nominee. I think it's a great choice, uh, especially around Pride Night. Uh, Scott Lawton was really active in inviting queer representation to the games and you know was a big part of all of their team activities and i certainly appreciate that a lot and so yeah absolutely think he makes sense
1: no he does the only thing i'd like to see and this is from all nhlers why can't they use the you know the rainbow sticks for an entire game instead yeah. of just warm-ups that's the part i don't get it's still a little bit of a disconnect some guys May-
0: do some but do but not not many. on not on the blade and i will say right it's probably due to the quality of the tape itself but i think if okay. they keep it you know at the top of their sticks uh, yeah that's perfectly fine by me
1: yeah i would just like to see more of it in-game i think it i think it means more in-game that's all that's yeah. just me
0: absolutely all right we also got a press conference from sam moran yesterday to sort of say goodbye and and talk about his career As it has been. And my God, what a gem. Just as smiling and happy and excited about the future as he's always been, uh, Mm -hmm. regardless of the unfortunate circumstances of his injuries leading to him ending his career prematurely. Yeah,
1: always a positive guy, an amazing rehabber, really. Like, I think a lot of people would have given up on the dream before he did. At least he did get to play in the NHL. So that that probably helped, but still such a good guy. I mean, this is the problem with with what I do with prospects because I like watching prospects. Then the prospects go to teams and then they have careers, you know, and I hate to see when it just kind of goes sideways for one and, and a guy like this who I've interviewed bazillions of times and have really watched him from the very beginning in his first, I have a picture of him from his first development camp. Um, getting tested before he ever hit the ice. And he's jumping up and hitting, you know, the um, basically when they're tracking how high you could jump. Right. And he's hitting well, he's that a metal. tall
0: guy. So. Yeah.
1: And he's hitting that metal lever, you know, and mm-hmm. I went to the guy who was testing it and they never did it in public. The next day they hit all the equipment. I don't think they liked the fact that I was there, but I just showed up a little early. I had no idea. But anyhow, I said, how high was that? And the guy was like, I can't tell you. And I said, that's okay. I'll guess.
0: Well, I'm certainly glad he seems to be in good spirits about it. He said he was happy to be home in Quebec, spending time with his friends and family that he was separated from during COVID because he was doing all his rehab in Philly. Right. And so it must've been really tough for him. So it's good to see him have a good outlook on the future. And I certainly hope he stays involved with the Flyers organization.
1: Yeah. Give him, give him some sort of job because I think he'd be very relatable for the young players
0: exactly. You know, speaking of the young players, that was a great segue Russ. Love it. Uh we're going to get into the Flyers prospects and how their seasons have gone in junior hockey. And the first one I want to talk about is Tyson Forster. And we're, we're going to start with all of our signed players first, and then we'll get into the unsigned guys afterwards. But Tyson Forster, as we know, was drafted in the first round in 2020. He signed his ELC through the 23-24 season, and he played for the Phantoms uh, in last season uh, because obviously the Uh, CHL was shut down, uh, had some great opportunities there, was sent back to the Barry Colts of the OHL after his injury this season, Uh, thought it was the best move for him, absolutely agree because there was a chance for him to play more games and um, you know get his strengths back and i think he did pretty well i gotta say 13 games played six goals five assists a total of 11 points toward the end of the season and he had a monster playoffs even though barry was eliminated by Mm -hmm. mississauga in that first round uh, in the ohl playoffs he had a goal and three assists uh, in six games
1: yeah and this is why i said it was smart to send him back because you want him to have the success after a hard rehab so he can come into camp and maybe, you know, try and get a spot. he can't get a spot with the big team. He'll have a big role with, with the Phantoms. Maybe he gets called up during the year. That's what you want. And I think that's the way it went. I think otherwise, you know, when you're coming off an injury and maybe you throw him into the NHL pond, maybe a little bit too much to ask. I think the progression here is great.
0: Yeah, it's a win-win situation for Tyson, no matter what next season, because I think if he can get a spot on the Flyers and he surprises everybody... You know, good for him if he starts with the Phantoms, like you said, really strong opportunity to take a leadership role and see what he can do as far as potentially dominating at that level. And so, yeah, he has all the opportunity in the world here coming into next season, and I certainly hope he can take advantage of it.
1: Yeah, with the wrist shot he has, um, the Flyers could use all the scoring they can get. So if he surprises because he's been rehabbing and he's just a little ahead of schedule now. Great.
0: I want to talk about the other guy who was in a similar situation as Tyson Forrester uh, playing for the Phantoms in that weird COVID year, Zade Wisdom. He was drafted 94th overall in 2020. Uh, he signed his ELC with the Flyers again, also through the 23-24 season and similarly sent back to junior hockey after his injury this season. Again, a really good move uh, plays mm-hmm. in Kingston with, uh, one Shane Wright mm-hmm. so a familiar name but Zade I think started out with a bang had a bit, a little bit of a lull and then picked things up over the stretch leading toward the end of the season and he had uh, nine goals 29 assists in 43 games played in the regular season in the playoffs coming on strong in six games four goals eight assists for 12 points
1: yeah see the difference here is as well as he did with the Phantoms a year ago, that was kind of lightning in the bottle-ish. And mm-hmm. now that he was coming off an injury, you didn't really want to risk him going to have to play in the AHL and at that level right away. This way, he didn't start off, like you said, I mean, he didn't have the greatest year because he was still, like, his body was still getting used to, you know, being in recovery. And right. and I remember I checked in with um, with somebody who would watched him a lot, and said, he's really a non-factor at this point. And that was in that middle where there was a lull. Right, because he exactly. obviously Because he obviously hit a wall. Because, again, when you're coming back off an injury and then you're kind of getting used to the play, your play can drop off, too, because your body's still getting used to it. Now, I think he probably feels like he was you know a year, year and a half ago. And you're seeing the results. And that's what you
0: want. Yeah, and like I said, it absolutely came to fruition in the playoffs on – uh, May second, he was named OHL Player of the Week for his four goals and four assists in four games for, you know, eight points. That's a tremendous week in, in yeah. such a critical situation. Uh, Kingston did win their first round in the OHL playoffs and starting tonight they will face the North Bay Battalion for round two so we can continue to keep an eye on Zaid Wisdom. We will be talking about guys like Elliot Denoye and J.R. Avon uh, coming up next but first summer is coming and with summer you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. You could. throw them in your bag or in your kids' backpacks. The best part, they're healthy and delicious. It's easy. You just go to Built.com and order now. Have you tried their Built Puffs yet? They come in some amazing flavors like banana cream pie, and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And all Bilt Bars, including those puffs, are covered in 100% real chocolate. If that's not enough flavor for you, try a mixed box. They come with 12 flavors of Bilt Bars and puffs. There'll be something in there for everyone. My favorite flavor is Cherry barcia, so I hope they pack one in my shipment. Most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. If you have a candy bar, it's going to have 240 calories, a ton of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to built.com to get all your favorites. Banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, so much more. New flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from all our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, continuing our discussion of the Flyers signed prospects in junior hockey, I think the name that has been most exciting in the Flyers fan base, is Elliot Denoye. He was Mm -hmm. a fifth round pick in 2020. His ELC is signed through 23-24. He's currently with the Halifax Mooseheads. And uh, what a season, 88 points in 61 games, 42 goals, 46 assists. He was 11th overall in the queue in scoring second on the team and second overall in points per game in the Quebec Junior League.
1: So it's interesting about Denoye, like we know his skating and his offense is great, but I did check in with with an expert from the queue because again, that league can be a little different. And -hmm. especially with the teams that were like a year ago who were playing, who weren't playing, all that. So you don't take the offense away from him. All that stuff is great, but his play away from the puck, his defense little bit of physicality all that stuff needs tremendous work he's not a guy i don't want fans to think like because you're seeing all these points that he could step right in even if he looks good like he did in camp with the um with the vets in like a scrimmage there's steps he has to still make and so you know he's not close
0: i think for me when he does move over, he absolutely needs to start with the phantoms because I think he needs to get used to the pro game for those very reasons, because he'll have to build up some of those skills. Now, again, we've talked about this before. We need to make sure he can maintain those offensive skills while he's learning the things that he needs to work on. And that's kind of been a little bit problematic in the Flyers organization recently, but I do think that he's on the right path. I'm just curious if he makes that move this upcoming season or if he needs another year.
1: Yeah, that's the decision they'll make. My sense is they'll probably bring him over because the Phantoms really need help. And mm-hmm. and that's probably okay.
0: I think so too. I think the AHL is a perfectly fine place for him mm-hmm. to learn what he needs to. And I think being closer to to the organizational structure will help him in the long run in terms of potentially moving up to make the Flyers. But I I do think, like you said, we need to be a little bit cautious here to make sure that he has a more well-rounded game before he joins the Flyers proper. All right, the next guy on our list is somebody that I don't think any of us really had on our radars because he was uh, signed after getting a camp invite. Uh, to an ELC. It's, he signed through 23-24 and that's J.R. Avon. And uh, I think he's been a, a pleasant surprise for me personally. He is a teammate of our other prospect, Brian Zanetti on the mm-hmm. Peterborough Peets. Uh, JR had 68 points in 64 games, played 29 goals, 39 assists. Uh, he was 34th overall in the OHL in scoring and he's the highest Flyers prospect on that list was third on the team overall and had an assist in four playoff games.
1: Yeah, his skating's really good. His scoring and scoring potential is there. Where he um really needs work is he's still pretty easy to push off the puck and he loses corner battles. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what he has to work on. It's easy in those leagues. To kind of like get the power play points. Now he does make some really good defensive plays and he is able to generate some offense from that too, which is, which shows that, you know, there's something there. And and I remember in camp, yeah, he, he did look really good, but these are now refinements that he needs to make there before even thinking about, you know, playing anywhere else.
0: Yeah, and I think that the Phantoms is the perfect spot for him. Because again, I think he can work on some of those things as long as there's strong coaching involved, because you know, some of his creativity is astounding. You watch like some mm-hmm. of the passing that he does. He's got all of that. He's got all of the tools right there. He just needs to figure out how to make them work together a little bit better to make his game more complete and yeah i have no problem with him being a phantom
1: he's not old enough to play in in the 80s though yeah yeah
0: right right I, I just think when he does come when he does. like yeah. he, it'll be on the phantoms um we'll put a link in the show notes to a great pass he yeah. did through the legs that uh, led to a goal that is phenomenal uh, a really fun play to watch if you're interested in jr All right, the unsigned players. The first one is a guy we've talked about a bunch of times on the show because of how impressive he's been. And that's Connor McLennan, a sixth round pick in 2020, a winger. Russ, I think you are the champion of the (laughs) WHL, as far as a lot of prospect guys I know. Um, I think that his time with the Winnipeg Ice has been phenomenal. Uh, This past season 43 goals 38 assists in 62 games played he was 12th overall in the WHL in scoring this year and he was second on Winnipeg to Matthew Savoy who is one of the top prospects we've talked about for this upcoming draft so yeah not not too shabby for Connor
1: no Savoy speaks highly of him and mm-hmm. why not he's a teammate now we also have to understand McLennan gets to play with Savoy like on the power play right and is beneficiary of a lot of those points not to take away. He does have a high skill level. And I do think he has a little bit of goal scoring in him that he'll be able to carry over, but he's a guy that needs to get physically stronger. And that's, that's a big thing for him. So again, good pick. We've actually, we've, we've done a pretty good job on this show about talking about him from the onset, but let him develop. If he wants to stay in Winnipeg, let him stay in Winnipeg. That's a powerhouse of a team. Let him keep being successful there. Nothing wrong with it.
0: Yeah, and his playoffs have been pretty good so far as well. In five games, he's got four goals, four assists for eight points total. He's second in the WHL playoffs overall. Uh, He had two goals in game five for Winnipeg that clinched their first round series. They're starting their second round versus Moose Jaw tonight. I'm wondering, though, is he a guy that, understanding he does need to stay there for another season, do you sign him to his ELC this offseason?
1: It depends what he looks like in dev camp. He's a little bit of a smaller guy, like size-wise, right, stature. When you're projecting a player like that, he does have to kind of put up the numbers that he's doing in juniors to get that contract and so like he's done that that's half of the half of it now if he comes in deb camp and does great there and maybe has a really good rookie game yeah I could see him signing him
0: that's my take too that I would wait till after dev camp and make the decision then yeah. I, I think that's the smarter way to approach it but if he kills it then absolutely sign him up next is Brian Zanetti, the defenseman. We talked about him in conjunction with World Juniors because he was on the yep. Swiss national team, a teammate of J.R. Avon on Peterborough. And, uh, you know, he had like a decent season. Yeah, I would not say an outstanding season. They're obviously not moving forward in the playoffs like uh, we talked about earlier. But, you know, I, he's 44th in the OHL in scoring for defensemen. So, you know, he's not the guy that's going to score a ton anyway, but at the same time, I think he just needs more time to see what we have there.
1: He does, and he's a guy that where a lot of stars may not show up for the World Juniors this summer, he will. He'll be one of those guys, and Mm -hmm. that'll help him because it kind of hurt him that he didn't kind of get that World Junior bump this season So maybe he would have had a few more points. Maybe he would have had a little more confidence. He's a really good skater and puck mover. Needs to work on his defense for sure. Needs to work on strength for sure. But there's something there. And he's a very positive kid. So he's another one that when you interview him, you could see the wheels are turning for him. And he's a really good competitor.
0: Well, we have one more unsigned junior prospect to talk about and the only one we're going to talk about who's in the USHL and that's Owen McLaughlin, the local kid that we got in the seventh round of last year's draft. And, you know, he's on Sioux City in the USHL this season, 72 points in 62 games played 28 goals, 44 assists, and uh, he's got three points in the playoffs. He was USHL forward of the week one week in February. So that was a, a pretty good notch for him. And The Sioux City team is doing real well in the Mm -hmm. USHL playoffs. They're facing Tri-City in the Western Conference Finals starting tonight. So you can watch him there.
1: Yeah, he was good. I saw him in, in the fall classic, saw him in camp. Like his skating, like his scoring ability, his hockey IQ. He's another one that definitely needs to get stronger. He's another one that definitely needs to work on his defensive game. But the structure of him is really good and he's an exciting player and the USHL is one of the best developmental leagues in the world so the fact that he's doing this well is good the fact that he's going to North Dakota is great because that's mm-hmm. a, that's a school that will make you learn the two-way game like you will you can't play unless you play the two-way game so that's good so it's going to be a while he'll probably be there 2-3 years before we even are talking about him most likely
0: yeah, and, and that's fine. Yeah. I think for a guy like him to come out of the seventh round and make this steady improvement and, like you said, be going to a school that's going to teach him really well as far as his two-way game, I think that is the right approach. And you know, just let this one cook a little bit longer before we see w- what it's going to look like. But uh, we have a couple more notes. We'll wrap up with Gritty coming up next.
1: BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting, stats, and sports info. Find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's run to the roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. BetOnline is continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline where the game starts
0: all right Russ so we just talked about all of the guys in the flyer system in junior hockey and you know everyone else in the system is either European or is already Mm -hmm. in NCAA hockey one thing that's interesting to me is that there are no goalies in the flyer system in CHL hockey right now or the USHL for that matter and all of the goalies not Currently playing on one of the Flyers organizational teams are European or Russian um, at, at this point and or in the KHL. And mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, you know, we've seen this trend overall in hockey where mm-hmm. whatever development is happening specifically in Russia and in Scandinavia with goalie development like the better goalies are coming out of those places. And uh, is that kind of a ding on the CHL as far as developing goalies? And should the Flyers be focusing only on European goalies when they're looking to draft?
1: No, I I think there's fine goalies in the CHL. I think when you know you have a goalie like Carter Hart, you feel like unless you're going to be drafting for the next couple of years potential just backups – because you may be, you know, cap considerations or whatever, and then you want a longer-term guy to maybe be Carter Hart's replacement, it's better to go to Europe and those guys, because mm-hmm. let them play in pro leagues. You don't have to worry about them. Contract-wise, they're developing. If, you, if they're playing for the right team, the coaching's good. So, in that regard, it's a smart move. I You know, I think you should get goalies every draft, and I think the Flyers need to do that this draft and yeah. next draft, um, based on... Just the injuries. It's a hard position. So the other thing, though, is we're kind of in the golden age of rushing goaltending right now. Now, it's it's been happening because, like, Shesterkin, Sorokin, I think Kochekov is right. going to be another one that people are going to start talking about. They are all from a couple of years ago, you know, when they were drafted. But they're in this cycle. Fedotov, we can include in that now.
0: Yeah, I was so, going to say.
1: So it's not a bad move, now. I would say go get a couple more just in case, because remember when Finland was hot, when there was a bunch of those Finnish goalies were kind of ruling, ruling the roost. That's what you do. I think you go with the trend sometimes unless there's just that unbelievable guy that you can get, you know, the Flyers can play fast and loose with their goalie picks right now.
0: They can. I, I think that's the one area where the Flyers have some breathing room and, yeah. you know, especially, Uh, it's a big assumption, but assuming they can get Fedotov over here, I think that just solidifies the current goalie system a little bit more. We'll see if they can manage it Uh, very much looking forward to it and to see what happens at development camp this summer with all these prospects we've talked about today. All right. Wrapping up with our gritty thing of the week, gritty posted an end of season goodbye message uh, just captioned. We'll be back. Uh, I certainly hope so i don't think but about
1: gritty at all during the summer I, i'll be honest not for a minute
0: i do when they do a development camp and they do the the shore activities because i always oh, okay. think about all right that's i always fun. think about like getting sand in the costume and how difficult it must be to clean that those are the things that i think about with Gritty yeah, over the summer
1: yeah i played volleyball with the uh with the media one time during the summer against the players that was fun. Playing against Anthony Stellars, who is literally like a tree, Um, not easy to do.
0: I can imagine. Well, Gritty's even taller, so hopefully Gritty's not in those games and just watching on the sidelines and taunting everybody, as Gritty is wont to do. Uh Also posted for Star Wars Day, something from the Star Wars Night. I hadn't really thought about how impressive the Gritty Guard costumes were for that as well. Yeah, that was uh, good. That was good. really good. Really good. And also just a quick little fun thing. The Flyers posted Sam Moran's first NHL goal on their Twitter account. So we'll have a link to that as well. Thanks for listening to today's show. We'll be back again on Monday where we're going to play draft lottery bingo to set up the expectations for Tuesday's Uh, ping pong ball extravaganza and just talk about expectations for what could occur in the lottery and how that affects the Flyers draft. We'll have our nemesis of the week. So much good stuff coming up over the next couple of weeks from the show. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you and what you want us to talk about. You can send us in your questions or topics you're interested in via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. Or you can email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at R-Miriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M.
1: I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y.
0: You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked on NHL. All the latest playoff news from around the league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great weekend.